Hello everyone and welcome to another video here on the Cycling Dane YouTube channel and today it's a uh, well collaboration between the Echelon podcast and the Cycling Dane as we already did one of these tier lists at the beginning of the Tour de France to kind of guess what was going to happen. Anyways, today I'm joined by Patrick Blake of Audu Cycling and the Echelon and obviously uh, Mr. Craig himself, Ewan Wilson as well. We all know what a tier list is, we don't need to explain it, we're putting the teams Oh, okay, Ewan, explain the tier list then. I'm just going to say, because sometimes the, the, the parameters get a little bit mixed up uh, once we go through, it is basing their performances on the Tour de France over the past three weeks of race, racing based on the team quality that they brought, their objectives at the beginning. Did they meet those objectives? Did the riders fulfill their goals and their purpose throughout the Tour de France? I think I muddied it a bit in the other video. But nevertheless, we might as well start with Total Energies. And I mean, surprisingly, they're quite far up in the prize money. But uh, yeah, what have you thought of their Tour de France this year? Two second places? I mean, yeah, Burgado has kind of been carrying this team like he's the one who i was definitely remember to be fair pierre latour did get second place up uh we did on yeah sagan rolling around i guess just doing his thing but the fact that i can remember their results means that they can't go in where they even here so i'm barring that right i'd okay. agree room for improvement any objections no I think... i'm cool with that Right, moving on to Trek Sigafredo. Oh, actually, no. Uh, Lidl Trek, uh, winning the Masters jersey with Julia Ciccone, Mess Pilleton taking a stage victory. Matthias Gilmour's the Enten here, there, and everywhere. But what did you think of their, their performance? I almost want to like uh, take them down one tier because of their awful kit reveal at the beginning of the Tour de France. But they came in wanting to get the polka dots and win a stage. They did that. I don't think it was like an outstanding performance. It was very sort of Lidl Trek. Track is like a Fredo kind of race, which we often say with them. They're a team that do that do succeed at Grand Tours. High achievements or, or satisfied? I'll let you guys decide. I'd yeah. probably go with satisfied. I would put them in high achievers if Scalmosa had a better GC performance. I mean, in terms of GC, 29th. I think, considering what Ewan said, that what they set out to do, they achieved it, so therefore they could be satisfied. Next movie star, obviously the caveat here, the asterisk is Enric Mas crashing out on stage one. But in terms of the pro cycling stats rankings, they're second to last. And in a lot of the stream pollings we did, they were dead last. It's hard though, because I definitely did see them, so I can't exactly say where they even here, but their results kind of dictate that that's where they should go i would say room for improvement because they were there a lot in the breakaways jorgensen rode a really good race uh we saw a lot of guerrero up in the breakaways they definitely could have done more but also factoring that mass crashed and without that they didn't really have a direction thing is when Le keep did their rankings they gave them a one out of ten i would kind of agree do you think do you think they should go bottom tier I kind of want them to go bottom tier because it's such a fall from them. Like we keep talking about their objectives. This is a team that's double podium in the Tour de France before. And here we are now with nothing. Put them at bottom tier. True. Still no stage win, no top 10, no real classification fight in the end. Yeah. We were tried, but it got points deducted. Yeah. Put them down there. Yeah. I mean, that seems really cruel, but sorry, Enrique Mass. Jacob Ayula, fourth place with Simon Yates. Simon Yates best result of his career but Dylan Hoenewegen two second places not really getting that stage win at least high achievers no no sorry satisfied satisfied I think if, if they got a stage win it'll be high achievers but they didn't get the stage win they yeah, often leave grand tours with stages they didn't this time but a top five is brilliant yeah 
I concur. Well, moving on to Team Arkea Samsic. Yeah, for reference, they are third last in the rankings right now in pro cycling stats. Warren Baggy. <sighs> yeah, I mean, come on. Like, yeah, that's just, that's it. Luca Mozzato got a top five. I mean, yeah, that's true. But could barely even tell you who the rest of our team were. To be honest with you, like I'm putting in Worthy even here. That's my argument. I think that's As true. The... They got a couple of combative prizes on stages, but to be honest, elsewhere, if you tuned in in the final 20k of every Tour de France stage, I doubt you you saw an Arkea Samsic jersey. Next, coming to a team that we've been quite uh, yeah made a lot of fun of in the recent ranking videos, but we absolutely cannot do that here. Confidius ending their drought of 15 years, taking the stage win with Victor Lafay and obviously with Ion Izagiri. Guys, what do you think here? Guillaume Martin top 10 as well. I, I think this is high achievers, to be honest. I reckon it's at least high achievers. If you went from expectation versus reality you could give an argument for legendary especially with martin top 10 gc and two stage wins after such a long drought you could give an argument for the upper tier but i'm very happy with putting them in high achievers caveat yeah. being that seb Coos was the reason why they got top 10 what you, you... you gotta you gotta be there you gotta keep yourself upright yeah yeah true part of a game oh no Next coming is Intermarché Circus Wanty, and I mean Binyam Gamay and Louis Minkies, these the two, well, arguably the two best African riders. That was kind of their dual goal here, getting a stage win and getting a top 10. Neither happened. Zimmerman coming close with a second place. Obviously, Gamay getting a top three as well. But yeah, what have you thought of their Tour de France? High expectations, but not really matched. This is a team that has been building and building and building. And um, like the momentum has been there over the past couple of years in the Grand Tours. They keep rising to the occasion, keep sort of breaking new barriers. And it feels like this Tour de France is a huge step back for them. The Giro wasn't great either. I'm worried about the Vuelta Espana. This has to go between those two bottom tiers. Georg Zimmermann was the standout here. Binyam Gramai was so underwhelming. Mankeys crashed in the breakaways. We saw maybe a little bit of Rui Costa, but apart from that, they were vapid in this race. It was quite a good roster. And I feel like unlike Arkea and Movistar, who their rosters weren't quite there, they didn't have the momentum coming in. Antomarche had so much momentum, so many eyes on them, and it just felt so flat. Room for improvement, I think. The bottom one's a bit harsh. It is a bit harsh, but I kind of want to put them in the bottom too. They were visible at times. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't like they were completely lost in the pack. I feel like you could see them every now and then. It's just that their results were really underwhelming. This is like, it's very like an old school Israel Premier Tech performance. Literally getting no results. Like, that's what it feels like here. Maybe coming close to a stage. I'm going to say room for improvement because they were on camera a couple times, but I don't think they once set no, they did. They won set from the podium, but that was because Andrean Petit got a, a combativity prize for finishing last on a stage. Talking about underwhelming, Sudal Quickstep. Obviously, it seemed like they were saved a bit by Kaspar Eskren almost winning two stages, uh, ending up winning one in the end, finishing second to another rider on this list uh, or another team on this list. But yeah, what have you thought of Sudal Quickstep? Obviously, Fabio Jacobs crashing out and uh, yeah, not winning a stage. They fit pretty banging room for improvement. Sorry, there's just no debate. That's where they go. They got a stage win, which is kind of helped, but it's far below what they're expecting. Yeah, 
I would agree. Yeah. Dictionary definition of room for improvement. Israel Premier Tech. Mike Woods winning a stage up there in the breakaways. Not winning as many as last year, but yeah, what do you think? Satisfied. I think for them, winning a stage is is definitely the goal. They had a good Tour de France in the breakaways, came close a couple times. If Chris Nelans could have got that stage into Issoire, I feel like it would have been a high achievers performance. But I feel like maybe when, when Woods took that stage win and uh, Nelans sort of crashed in the mountains and the Alps, they kind of disappeared from the front of the race. But up until that point, they were really strong, satisfied. Yeah, I was quite impressed, weirdly, by Israel's performance. I think they actually did pretty good. Two good Tour de France in a row. Well done, them. In your screen, indeed. And I mean, if you guys watched our predictions video over on the Echelon, uh, Ewan famously said that these guys wouldn't top five. That was quite funny. That did have me increases when, when we heard that. I don't know what to, where to put them, though, in this ranking. It's a weird one because they got the stage win with Rodriguez in the top five. Hitchcock was made an improvement this year but what what were they expecting coming into this race is what i'm sort of trying to gauge from i feel like i'm gonna say satisfied because i am a little bit confused as to where else to put them yeah based on budget etc history yeah (laughs) but did they have a big hitter here i don't think i mean egg and bernal but be real here carlos rodriguez was he expected to finish fourth in this race probably not we probably didn't yeah. expect it. Did we think he was going to win a pre- like one of the hardest mountain stages of the race? Probably yeah. not. Some got... people predicted Kwiatkowski would win a breakaway yeah. stage. True. But two stage wins. Two stage wins and a top five from a rider who's only 22 years of age. High achievers for me. Yeah, fair. I can get on board of that. Uh, next, moving on to Alpes and Koenig. And I mean, four stage wins. Green jersey. First ever time they've done that. Matra Van Yeah, great lead out man, but not really doing anything. For his own Palmares, where would you put these guys? I kind of want to say legendary. Yeah, but it Palmares. doesn't feel like it, though. In I know, that's the, that's the thing. It doesn't quite feel like it, but then I'm also thinking, who is going to end up going up there? But Alpsen, I think they need to be at least high achievers. Getting four stage wins, and let's face it, it should have been more. The consistency of Philipson was unrivaled, pretty much, on kind of that kind of terrain where it was slightly lumpy or flat. Yeah, Vanderpol lacking, and it was pretty much just a Philipson show, so I can see what you mean. I think high tubers, I don't think it quite warrants legendary. They were such a good sprint train, but outside of that, look at their roster. You have Matthew Vanderpol, Quinton Hedemann, Sarah and Carl Anderson, even sort of Sylvain Dillier, Michael Gogol. It's a really, really good all-round team. They should have been in the breakaway more in those Helia stages. Quinton Hedemann's missing the mark. I really think he could break through and win a Grand Tour stage, but we didn't see any evidence of that here in this Tour de France. Soundcar Anderson has won Tour de France stages in the past. Didn't see him in the breakaway really contending for things. So for me, it has to be high achievers. Legendary would have been a sort of Van der Poel exhibition ride in the breakaway, or maybe one of those other guys I mentioned being right there in the fight for a stage win. But high achievers, it has to be. Or six stage wins from Philipson. Yeah, Yeah, I mean... Because they missed a couple of finales there towards the end of the race. Well, now coming to UAT Emirates, and I almost don't want to put any discussion because I almost feel like they should just be legendary. Two riders on the podium, three stage wins altogether, stage. white jersey. A couple of days in yellow as well. Yeah, it really exactly. is a tick list of, of what you want from a Grand Tour. UAE keep doing this. They keep coming into Grand Tours with a sort of perfect tick sheet, and they've done it again. Groupama FDJ? Sad. Ooh. Room for, room for improvement. Yeah, I was thinking that as well. Well, they got a ninth place with David Godou, 11th Woo-hoo. place with Thibaut P. 
you know that's about it I'd, yeah i'm sorry group arm i would love to put you higher but it's just comparing them to last year for instance so yeah they were fourth four, last year yeah exactly and in the prize money and here they're like nowhere so yeah uh, room for improvement and madwas top 10 last year as well mm. not to destiny this is a hard one. I didn't have that much expectation going for them, to be honest with you. I didn't think Caleb Ewan was going to win a stage, and he didn't. Well, I, didn't close. Really... I did close. say that Van Hills was going to win a stage, but he was actually looking pretty good, to be fair. He Campanot's... was second at Grand Colombier as well, let's yeah. not forget. Campanot's and... got super combativity. Yeah, I didn't want to start you two off again. but uh... Free attacks, but you know we'll gloss over that. The thing is, they've been so underwhelming over the past couple of years. Yeah, but they're also pro-continental now, so... That's true, but for a team that's been World Tour for so long, I expect World Tour quality things from them. Fine. Room for improvement? Yes or no? Yeah. Room for improvement. They did did do okay, to be fair. Now coming to AG2R Citroën, Felix Gal running the show, winning the Henri de Garage Prize, the Col de la Lola stage, top eight, and also second in the Mountains classification, Ben O'Connor, two top three places as well, somewhat saving his Tour de France. High achievers, I guess? Or what do you think? Palmy says, think satisfied. Ooh. Because... Oh, because they came in with Ben O'Connor. Okay. Yeah, think back, like, O'Connor's yeah. been, like, you know, hyped from Dauphiné, his GC performance there, and the fact that he's also won a stage up to team before a couple of years ago. There is an expectation around AG2R now that they will perform in Grand Tours, and the rest of the team was a little bit meh. Like, apart from, like, a bit of a meme, Cousinafoir party up, like, uh, Jouplan, I think it was. I want to say satisfied. I'm not saying that it was a bad performance. I'm just saying that I think they have higher expectations than perhaps people think. Yeah, on paper, this is probably Azure Desert Citroën's best squad that they could have sent to a Grand Tour. Like, it's, like, 100% strength of the team, really. But this is a squad that I don't think has, like... It's not a super team. And to get the Queen stage, a top 10 in GC, a stint in the polka dot jersey, as well as a couple breakaway top threes, that could be a high achiever prize. Yeah, I can understand your argument, actually. What do you think, Scott? Well, I wanted to put them in high achievers, but then you oh, kind what, of, what, what you kind high of achievers? swayed me a bit. But yeah. Let's go, go for you- high achievers. Go for high achievers. Go for your initial gut instinct. I'm just here playing devil's advocate. I mean, the comment section is here for a reason. Exactly. Yeah, next coming to Bora Hansgrohe, coming in with Jad Hindley. Like, YouTube put him down for a podium place. Won a stage, crashed, wore the jersey. And uh, obviously, Jordi Mers uh, winning the final stage as well in the Champs-Élysées. So, uh, yeah, two stage wins. What do you think of Bora Hansgrohe this year? Bear in mind... The last two editions before this, they finished fifth as well with uh, Vlazov and Kelderman. So seventh doesn't look that impressive right now. But I think it's the high achiever category, to be honest. I think in terms of what you come into a Tour de France for, yes, they would have wanted top five and to fight for that podium. But to wear the yellow jersey for a day, to win two stages, including the Champs-Élysées stage... It's got to be high achievers, particularly that Jordi Meus was on, wasn't on anybody's radar to win that final stage. I agree, high achievers, but I will add in that I think we all expected more from Hindley. Like, I think, yeah, but I, then the crash kind of, yeah, yeah, as well. 
That's true. Uh, next, coming to Bahrain, victorious. Obviously, they had a very emotional Tour de France as well, running for Gino Merde. Three stage wins with Wout with Peel Bilbao and Matej Morhic. Yeah, also a top 10 with Will Bilbao. So, yeah, what do you think? I, I want to say, yeah, high achievers or are you uh, Legendary. Higher? Legendary. I think it's legendary, personally. I think getting three stage wins with three different riders, that's pretty good. Like, that yeah. doesn't happen very often when you think about it. You know, uh, Jumbo did it last year, Laporte, Wout, and Jonas. Bahrain also doing a very good GC performance with Bill Bow, which I think was overachieving. Like, I think that was a good GC performance from him. Yeah, I think maybe more could have been expected from, like, a lander or something, especially, but... For me, I think that Bahrain were really kind of punching above their weight. And as well, I think the behavior of the riders, the way they held themselves in post-race interviews and really stood as sort of as um, a spokespeople for, for, for the squad and for their collective experience over the past couple of weeks, I think that really warrants legendary. Fair enough. Yeah, Lambda was he even here. But and next, I say that as a Lambda fan, it, it's painful. Next, moving on to EF Education Easy Post. Obviously, they lost to Carapace on the first day in a crash, the one with Mass, and then obviously losing James Shaw as well and Esteban Chavez. And not that much to write home about other than really Nielsen Paulus wearing the Polkadot jersey for a bit. So what have you thought of EF Education Easy Post and where should they be? Room for improvement. They have had grand tours without GC leaders and performed stronger. Yeah, I almost wanted to say were they even here. But the thing is, they were in the breakaway a lot. Yeah. So I don't think it quite warrants that bottom bracket. Yeah. Astana, Kazakhstan. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, this was on the bottom list in many of the polls as well. I mean, they came in with aspirational winning with Mark Cavendish. Almost won on stage seven. And then he crashes on stage eight. And then Lutsenko, uh, the Echelon Cycling Podcast favorite, not really doing anything either. And he's a former top 10 and a former stage winner. So, yeah. And also, Case Bold didn't really come close to the yeah, top tiers of the sprints. It is worthy even here. It, again, it's like movie star, like one of these big GC yeah. teams that are just kind of nowhere now. Yeah. Oof. Oh. It's, a bit, it's a bit of an oof. Next country. <laughs> Yes, yep. Oh my god. Lowest in the prize fund. Um, yeah, the prize fund video over there, so I can take an extra channel. But like lowest there, lowest in the team rankings for pro cycling stats. I mean, guys, uh, all my by day crashing, obviously, but Sam Wellsford taking the wrong turns and roundabouts and where was he on Champs Elysee? I don't outside know. of top ten again. How there were so many sprints that should have suited Wellsford in this race. Nogar on the race track. Bayon you were picking him up. Well, you were being nice which there, why, which is why I'm so let down. Yeah, exactly. He beat Fabio Jakobsen at the beginning of the year and Sam Bennett and those kind of guys, and he was like beating Caleb Ewan as well. Caleb Batista, these kind of guys in the Belgian classics, not the Belgian Belgian classics, but like the second tier Belgian classics. And it looked like he was really, really building momentum. Even podium sailed place, like the world championship of sprinting. Sorry, Champs-Élysées. But DSM Firmenich, they came in with like a strong leader in Balde. Maybe he could have got top 10, but to be honest, it wasn't that convincing. They came in with probably maybe one of their top two sprinters in Sam Wellsford, and he barely top 10 in this race. Maybe once, maybe twice. Nils Eckhoff, I think, in Limoges was their best finish. Oh, yeah, he was. And I don't think anybody was expecting Nils Eckhoff to be the saviour of this team. Kevin Vermark had sort of 
periods of brilliance in the race, but the, there was no results to, to, to show for it. I think this has to go in the bottom bracket, not even room for improvement because this team just fell apart. They had no sort of spice. They had no motivation. It seemed like a team that was just like in a pit of despair that couldn't get themselves any good results despite having a solid roster. DSM Firmine for me are the worst team of the Tour de France. You know what I'm going to say? Yeah, Should have brought Max Paul. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I knew <laughs> he was coming. You said this in the ranking, the previous one. So I'm going to keep saying it. Yeah, we don't even have to do the one where we ask about who's who's your uh, each one's favorite, uh, least favorite team, but because I think we've got it here. And uh, yeah, but anyway, Boom. moving on to Uno X Pro Cycling, the only debutant team of this year's Tour de France. 13 top 10s, which I think is quite impressive. Coming third as well with Tobias Haller-Johannesson as well. He got the Tourmalet prize, as we know, despite Guerrero trying to ram him off the road. Where should they be? I kind of want to say satisfied. Yeah, I can understand that. The number of top 10s that you just said is quite impressive for a team that this is D- their first Different tour. riders as well. Yeah, lots of different riders. I wasn't expecting a stage win from them, realistically. So I guess my expectations were pretty low. And I did do, I did think that Johannesson did do good. A definite kind of really promising, actually. I wasn't really sure whether he'd go for GC or not. I'm happy that he went for breakaways. I think you're right. There was a high level of exposure from Uno X. They were certainly present in the race. Yeah, satisfied. Seems like a pretty reasonable place to... I'll be intrigued to see what they do next year if they are invited back to the race. Satisfied, I think. Well, now coming to Jumbo Visma, the team that won the Tour de France by winning just one stage with Jonas Vingo. Wout van Aert, very angry about not winning anything. Yeah, Sepkus almost top 10. They I also can't... won the team classification as well. Yeah, true. True, forgot about that one. So that's an extra, what, £50,000 or euros into their account like let's put it in perspective here they didn't they only won one jersey this year last year they won the green and the polka dot and the conductivity more stages as well but the thing is last year's tour de france for them was perfection like that is the best yeah yeah, exactly you are going to see yeah especially at a tour de france like it's so hard to top that they only needed one stage at points, they felt like they were replicating what they were doing last year and it wasn't paying off. But in the end, they won. And that's what they came here for. Team classmen so, as well, it, it's a nice satisfied? bonus. Oh, I mean... Judging by, know, like, the uh, Ride Your yeah. Dreams campaign and everything, they were expecting to win. So, like... Yeah. I don't know. I've, I'm going to say... I'm going to say High Achievers. As a unit, they rode super impressively. Like, the, the times where they held the break on like a one minute leash and just like drilled the day i was like jesus this is like one of the strongest teams i've ever seen but for the reason why i'm not putting them in legendary is because in comparison to last year where they were in legendary this is not as good because last year they had multiple stage wins with three different riders and this year they had one stage win with their main guy and for that reason, I can't put them in legendary again. Yeah, for, they tried a lot with Wout Van Aert as well. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that is a bit of a downfall, to be honest with you. Wout Van Aert not winning is a, li- a, li- a little bit bad. Not gonna lie. They still won the Tour de France. Wow, I can't believe this. Ewan is the one advocating for younger ones. Yeah, we're the ones being on the other side. What is this? Are we in a parallel universe? Kind of feels like it. 
Yeah. The thing is, like, it's hard. I think it is still hard to dissect and digest this Tour de France because Pogacar had those huge off days, but then Yumbo Visma were probably going to crack Pogacar on Cotalas anyway. I'm willing to say high achievers and, 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 to, and to compromise with you guys. Okay, high achievers. If we put high achievers, there's more comments because people will go irate. But anyways, that is basically it for this video. Make sure to comment down below what you think of our ranking and check out our uh, ranking over on the Echelon Cycling Podcast as well, where we did it before the Tour de France and then see how it levels up to this. But yeah, uh, make sure to check out Patrick's channel on Audu Cycling. Check out Ewan's Twitter down below. Yeah, that's basically it for us. So thank you for watching and we will see you around.